Sun came out. It got actually quite hot in the middle of the day. You know, for fucking winter. Yeah, now I was mental yesterday. It was so fucking humid. It's like seventy percent mm. humidity or something. You were just sitting inside and felt wet. It wasn't okay. Yeah, that sounds gross. I'm yes. good. I'll stay here, thanks. <laughs> mm, nah, I've, I've, is it dry in um, the Czech Republic if we get, get a castle there? <laughs> um, I mean, it should be, but the last years haven't exactly been weather according to plan. So. Oh, goddamn global warming. Yes, so we might have to put a glass globe on top of the castle. Like, just enclose it in its own... Bubble. Rightio, then. I mean, we could also get a snow machine and then just get some snow in there, too. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Alright, I'm on board. <laughs> Alrighty, check for public castle and some snow. Okay, should I read this? Oh, you should introduce us, because that's a thing that we do. Oh, yes, right. Well, hello, everybody out there <laughs> who many, many things, has been listening either so far or decided to listen this time. Welcome, new people. Yes, we are the weirdos with the castle and the Czech Republic. Not yet, but soon. Um, it's a goal. We aim for. Yes. Hands down. That's the goal. Um, I have tracks over there as Raptor. We come Hi. to you from Germany and Australia to review some books with a nice cup of tea. Um, today it is Dead Until Dark, the first book in the um, either Suki Stackhouse novels or the Southern Vampire Mysteries. It's been renamed multiple times. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a little bit all over the shop, isn't it, with that yes. one? Yes. But I think that's because she she branched out, right? And she did um, Suki's cousins' novels as well, didn't she? Anyway, yeah. There was and then after the TV show came out, they gave it the True Blood series stamp as well, so... Yeah, I don't understand where that name came... That's the name of the the drink, isn't it? Yes, it is. Alright. I'll do the blurb thing. Hang on. <clears throat> Move over, Bella. Suki Stackhouse is here. Suki Stackhouse is a cocktail waitress in Bon Temps, Louisiana. She's cute and funny, and she ought to have guys queuing around the corner to take her out. But she doesn't. Thing is, most guys have a hard time dating a girl who can read minds. And then along comes Bill. He's tall, he's dark, and he's handsome, and, more importantly, Suki can't hear a word he's thinking. He's exactly the type of guy she's been waiting all her life for. Of course, Bill's not perfect either. He's a fussy eater, and a bit of a night owl, and he hangs with a seriously creepy crowd. But Suki reckons dating a vampire might liven up her social life a bit. She's no idea what she's letting herself in for. For Bon Temps is... Sorry. For Bon Temps is not quite as quiet as it used to be, and Suki's life is never going to be the same again. Dun dun dun! Man. I mean, I like the cold opening of just going, Fuck you, Twilight! Yeah. Well, they came out pretty much. They came out a really similar time. Yeah, although and, um, actually, um, Dead Until Dark was like four years earlier, I think. So, so she gets to take the credit for reading minds, but the other person can't hear your specific thoughts. 
idea. Yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know. So this is the omnibus blurb that I'm reading too. So I guess the omnibus came out after. Like, Dead Until Dark came out yeah, in 2001. Yeah. Yes. But, I mean, it's a nice blurb. I like it. As an aside note. Yeah. Look, to be honest, I am... Um, it was really easy reading. Like, really easy. I thought I just remember it being more things going on. But it's, like, not complicated to read at all. No, that's true. It's a comfortable read. Hmm. And look, I did read all 12 books in the series by the end of it, but... Oh, I thought it was 13. Oh my... God, it's a lot. Well, they published in 2001, and then the lot, and every, she published a book every year into 2013. Oh, okay, wow. No, I just read, I think, the first one and a half or something like oh, that. That's and a lie. There does seem to be 13. And then there's 13.5. <laughs> Of course there fucking is, because we always need novellas. No, I think Dead dead After, what came next in the world of Suki Stackhouse, that's when she realised that nobody had read all the way to the end. <laughs> and so they just um, gave you a summary of where all the characters ended up. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Yeah, I think I only read the first maybe two and a half. And then I got into the TV show, and it started up and then I don't know I kind of lost interest in the whole thing <laughs> I think I made it through the first season and that was it and I was way too caught up in the fact that the girl who played Suki is was also from X-Men and she didn't <laughs> yeah. used to have that gap between her teeth and then she played Suki Stackhouse and she had that massive gap in her teeth and I was like I don't understand yeah, it was like when Rose had that gap in her teeth, they like added the gap for the London look. And you're like, why? <laughs> why? I mean, to be fair, it was there was a lot of cringe-worthy scenes in that TV show. And a lot of it definitely on, on um, what is it, Anna Paquin, I think, the actress. And just the fucking sex scenes with Bill are just so awkward, which is strange because there are... They are a couple in real life, so it's like, what the hell is going on here? The sex scenes in the book are weird. Yes, that's true. <sighs> but yeah, yeah, they could have they could have done something for TV there. Just just saying. Yeah, uh, they were a couple after the the TV show came out though, so maybe they were dealing with like they liked the fact that they really liked each other and then had to have fake on screen sex and then <laughs> also deal with it. Like, I don't know. Maybe. It's all over the place. Well, it was such a weird show. Like, and it didn't even <laughs> yes. follow the books in the end of it. I don't even know if they got up to the fairies bit. Anyway. Yes, yes, they did. So, that's a real spoiler alert for someone. Yes. I mean, basically, we have, we have a lot of supernatural beings in a modern setting. And it's... A lot. Yes. Although I do like the whole premise of the supernatural world being public. Yeah. Um, In comparison to the to the usual, oh, no, it's all secret and we can't tell anyone about this. And all that's all right. 
and I do like the intermixing of like the real world like ideas and then the like clearly post world post coming out of the coffin incident to deal with like like yes. she drops movie references all the time and then there'll be like a bunch of movie references that aren't real movies because they came about because they've got vampire actors in them or something. <laughs> yes. Which, I mean, sure way to date your book. Let's drop some movies. No, but, like, honestly, I think it's done really well because the movie references are, like, um, Anne Rice and Interview with the, like, the Interview with the Vampire series and, like, a couple of other ones that are, like, the older movies, but, like, like um, they're classics. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. And Nosferatu and stuff like that. Like, the, we're talking old, old movies. Okay. Anyway. Well, in terms of ratings, what would you say? Uh, three and three quarter stars? Four? Maybe? Hmm. Three it was three a really quarter. easy read. It was yeah. relatively uncomplicated. There's a thing, couple things in there like I feel are problematic now, like with Lafayette. And uh, a couple of the other yeah. characters, but um, yeah, yeah, only three, three and three quarter stars. Yeah, yeah, I think I'd go. Yeah, maybe three and a half as well. Around that. Like it wasn't a bad read. It was, yeah. it was easy, easy to get through, but I don't know. I, I just. I didn't like Suki that much, and seeing how she's the main person in this book, it kind of, kind of dragged it down at times. Yeah, I didn't really like Suki that much either. But I think there's a level of naivety there in her character that she gets over. I think I remember liking her more in like book two and three when she like grows up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, how old is she in the beginning of the? The book. She's 25. Yeah. It's just... Mmm. Okay. What? Yeah, it definitely doesn't feel like she's that old. <laughs> Alrighty. Should we get yeah. into spoilers? Yes, let's do spoilers. Alrighty. So, we do have... Um, the, the opening, I think, is really similar to the TV show, if I remember it correctly, of, um, of Bill showing up at the bar where she's waitressing. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty close to the start, yeah. Because I think one of the, the... I don't know if it's yeah. the first sentence, but one of the first ones was of like her going, Oh my god, there's a vampire coming at the bar, I've been waiting for this. Yeah, well, the very first sentence in, in the omnibus is, um, I've been waiting to, for a vampire to come into the bar for ages or something. Yeah. Hang on, I'll read it. I've been waiting for a vampire for years when he walked into the bar. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, Bill walks into the bar and she realizes she can't hear him. Yay. And she kind of immediately knew he was a vampire, whereas, like, everybody else didn't. Yes, and it's it's one of those um, statements that were like somewhere in the beginning too. Don't know if it was the first chapter or if it came later on, but just that um, that part of 
You can tell that I don't get up much, but it's not because I'm, like, not attractive. I am attractive. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. mm, okay, Suki. It's a very odd way of introducing her um, own characteristics, and I think that's probably why we don't necessarily like her so much in the opening, and I think part of it has to do with the author growing in the, in the later yeah. books, because um, she's... Uh, the character has to get Suki to describe everything, and she couldn't quite come up with a way for Suki to describe herself. And in doing so, she comes across as being, like, more than, a, like, I don't know. Everybody calls her crazy Suki, and maybe he, uh, the idea is that she's started to believe that she's that she's crazy, but she's, yeah. like, very abrupt. She doesn't get on, get in... She doesn't understand a lot of the social cues. She doesn't seem to, like, quite be with it as much um, as everybody else. So she's she's really direct in this first book. Um, yeah. And, that, like, that kind of makes it a really easy read, too. Yeah. I mean, she also describes her mind reading as a disability. Yeah. Which, uh, no. Well, I think she does think that she is hampered a lot in life because it takes away from her ab ability to concentrate on anything else. I mean, I she... do get that, but if I could read minds, I would not still be a waitress somewhere in the middle of nowhere in Louisiana. I fucking would have used that to get somewhere. Not if you couldn't sit in a room full of... Like, again, I don't necessarily think that a bar would be where I was either, but... Uh, I think that she has trouble in crowds and all that kind of thing because just, she just gets overwhelmed, right? With the volume of, of people's yeah. thoughts and never shutting can, up and not having any peace. But you can probably get yourself a, a nice job somewhere if you can listen to the thoughts of the guy who's interviewing you for a job, for example. Yeah, but this is her, so this is her hometown. This is the job that she can do. I feel like... She, Alex, she mentions that she went to co she she thought about going for, to college, but she'd really struggled through school because everybody was nobody was concentrating and they wouldn't let her concentrate. But she did really well in tests, and I feel like nowadays she would have definitely have gone for like an online course, an online degree, and like fucking nailed it. But this book is like pre-internet, so she's she never made it to college. She barely graduated high school. She's not got a lot of other options because she's not going to leave her her grandmother and her and her hometown. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just one of those things. I remember while reading it the first time, I was just like, "Why are you a fucking waitress? You can read minds. For God's sake, do something with that." Well, like that. Not everybody. Not everybody can be a superhero. Well, no, definitely not superhero, but I don't know. Move to the big city. Go to Dallas. Do something. No, then she'll never be able to sleep. Like, she mentions that in the book, that, like, nighttime is the best time, because it's the, and particularly where her grandmother is, because she can't hear anybody else. She, she All she wants to do is be able to go to sleep, and she's been kept awake before at night by other people thinking. But that just, that just makes me think of the... Um, the guy we get introduced to, oh, I don't know, it's, it's, I don't know how many books later or how further in the story it is, but they do go to 
Is it Dallas or some other? Some yes, other Barry the word? bellhop. <laughs> yes, he he works at the hotel, doesn't he? Yeah, and he's described as having a skittish demeanor and trying to work around vampires, right? Yes. So I mean, the maybe the job around vampires is well, depending what kind of job around vampires you do, but. She isn't the sort of person who would have been skittish around them, I think. So there definitely would have been other options, too. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't know until Bill walks into the bar that she wouldn't be able to hear a vampire's thoughts. So there's yeah, no reason for her to have decided to seek them out previous to this. Yeah, no, not necessarily that, but he is working in a big city, too, which presumably has more humans than vampires in it, and he can stand it as well, which makes me think it's also a level of control over the mind reading or just learning how to to deal with it, it i mean it could be practice he could he could have been born up that brought up there born and bro- brought up there so he doesn't know any different and it's the same with her being in a small town if she's overwhelmed in school can you imagine her fear of being the big city you've been to rural parts of america how many of those people go any further than their hometown like Yeah, and uh, I mean, it's something I don't understand with the normal popul- population either, but... Yeah, yeah. You, you've just got your, your own lenses on, and you have to be a little bit more sympathetic, I think. Yeah. 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 Alright, well, whatever, let's get into the story and not discuss how we feel about Americans again. <laughs> um... Sorry, Americans. Uh, okay, so, so Suki is our main character, and uh, in case we haven't already mentioned it, she is 25. I think we did at the start. She lives yes. in Bon Temps, which is a tiny town in Louisiana. It's a couple it's... hours drive from New Orleans, right? Or New Orleans. Yeah, I think it's pronounced Bon Temps if the, the oh, if it's fucking French? TV show. Yeah, if the TV show is to be believed, at least. Sorry, I went to I went to Oka on that one and pronounced it like I'm Australian. So, what is it? Give me your best French. I think it's Bonton. Bonton. But it's Which, got an I mean, M in it. I, I don't speak French, so I can't answer those questions. All right. Bonton, Louisiana. Very nice. Anyway, uh, she lives with her grandmother and, and her... Grandmother doesn't seem to work, um, but she does pay some of the bills, um, and Suki seems to pay most of the bills, and one of the reasons she doesn't want to move out is because she wouldn't be able to pay for her grandmother, her grandmother's food and all those kind of things if she left, um, because then that would be charity, and as with any good southern woman, she hates charity. (laughs) Yes, you fuckers got to hell. And because uh, we'll we'll just go with BT, okay? Okay. So since BT is like super small, somewhere in the middle of nowhere place, we don't really have any vampires there, because by the fuck would they want to live there, basically? Yeah, I mean, so the same for show- people, but anyway. <laughs> so the showing up of Bill is kind of like a little uproar to the whole town. It's like, yeah. oh my god, the first vampire. And he's moving here, like, out of his own free will. Yeah. 
Um, so he comes into the bar and nobody else seems to know what he is. Uh, except for Suki. And she, like, gives him the lowdown and the fact that they don't have any blood. But he could uh, have some red wine and, you know, they'll, they're going to get some of the fake blood uh, any minute now in the next <laughs> delivery. Um, do we want to talk about why the vampires are out of the coffin? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do like the, the punny names of, the, of all the books. But I do. I would have understood if she would have gone with the True Blood, like, as an overall name for the series from the beginning, because it is the. It's kind of the beginning of the whole the whole thing. The fact that the I think it was the Chinese or the Japanese. Japanese. Japanese managed to manufacture Synthetic. fake blood, basically. Yeah. That is at least for vampires as. Well, as, I don't know, nutritional, um, as good as a repla- as the perfect replacement for normal blood. I don't know if they actually ever mentioned that tasty. they use it. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if they ever use it that much in medicine as well, or if it's, like, it's, um, it's not really I think there is mentioned. a couple of instances in the later books where they give transfusions in the synthetic blood. Um, ah, okay. But that's only because they can't get to a hospital for some reason. Hmm, okay. Like, yeah. Yes, so basically we now have a, a whole new food supply that wouldn't endanger humans. So they're like, oh yeah, by the way, we've lived among you forever, but it's fine. We have fake blood now, so let's not talk about yeah. the past where we killed you. And it's a virus that makes us appear dead uh, during the daytime. It's a virus. We have a sun allergy now. Um, yes. Yeah. So that's the going story for a lot of the vampires at the moment. Yeah. Um. Although I, um, I mean, it's a, it's a neat, it's a neat little idea to think that you go into a random, I don't know, grocery store and there's just synthetic blood in one of the, one of the fridge sections. I feel like you have to get it from very like a specific store. You're not going to get it from your normal one. You might like have to go to a specific grocery store, or maybe even like the chemist. I feel like the chemist <laughs> is the the apocryph- apocryph- The chemist is the better place to get it. I mean, I don't know, because for the vampires, it is just normal, well, not food, but you know, it's the equivalent of food. Yeah, but it's a normal medical supply for everybody else. So, but then nobody else would buy it, because why would you need synthetic blood at home? So why would you buy it at a normal grocery store? Because you're going to eat it if you're a vampire. Yeah, but I imagine that they just have their own, like, e-stores and get home <laughs> delivery. Well, they didn't have the internet back then, so probably not. I don't know. I think I, I, think I got roped into the idea by the um, TV show, which I think opens with um, with a um, petrol station where um, a couple of humans sees True Blood and is joking about buying some True Blood and, and like trying it or some bullshit and then mm. another vampire is coming in and is like do you mind and grabs his six pack of True Blood. <laughs> uh, well yeah maybe you need to buy it from the bottle though. 
<laughs> I mean, that'd be great. That would I'm make gonna, more sense. Could I please get, get two bottles of wine and two of B negative? Thank you. Okay, so yes, we have um, the new vampire coming into town, and it turns out that a couple of horrible rednecks, by the by the sound of it, the rat rays, yes, <laughs> um, recognize him for for what he is. Yeah, but not overtly. But they um said about. Uh, distracting him and like getting real intimate and buddy buddy with him um, and uh, they actually proceed to leave with him and Suki's like really disappointed she was like miss my like chance to like hang out with vampire yeah and I think she also complains about the fact that they didn't tip her yeah the rat rays never tip yes I mean let's not get into the fucking tipping culture over there, but yes. Yeah. How dare they? I, I don't know. I feel like Sam has definitely got to pay a livable wage. Sam's a good guy. He'd pay a livable wage. Probably. I mean, somewhere in the small town, I would assume that the that a lot of the, the living cost isn't going to be that high, right? Yeah. You'd hope so. Anyway, so um, Bill leaves Sam's bar, which is called Merlot's, or Merlot's, depending on what pronunciation we're fucking using, bar and grill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So the the redneck couple is leaving with, with Bill, which, I mean, that fucking name. Um, William, then. <laughs> it's just, I mean... I guess it fits to the area, him being named Bill. It's just, you know, the super old, super cool vampire named Bill. Yeah, I think that Suki comments on that as well, doesn't she? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so she, I think she hears the, the thoughts of the, of the couple and realizes that they're after Bill's blood. Because, yeah, as they, it turns out, vampire blood is a drug. Yeah, it can maybe make you crazy, but mostly it, like, makes you more confident, more attractive. It's uh, a bit of an aphrodisiac. You know, all the good things that drug culture... The drugs do. All the good things that drugs could possibly do. It does those. <laughs> makes you hotter, makes you sexier, makes you taller... Can make you crazy, but um. Yeah, I mean, it also gets you high to an extent. Yeah. And apparently, people either drink it as blood, and I think there's also a powdered form that gets manufactured. Yeah, I don't think we hear about the powdered form at the moment. Yeah, I mean, at any rate, they want to sell some vampire blood to get some money. Yeah. And that's what they've been in prison for, which Suki <laughs> knew about them already. She'd known they'd been in prison. Because she read their mind. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we, we do have um, we do have a couple of vampire protecting laws, which I think is a nice touch seeing how um, how divided I would say the, the the society is about the whole issue. Yeah, it's about as dis- as uh, divided as the US is now. 
about race. Yes, pretty much. I, I mean, I think she she made a pretty realistic picture there, actually, of yeah. the idea that there would be a lot of religious people, um, especially like the Christians, going, "Oh my God, they're undead. This is not okay." Yeah, and just in general, that the small town community's contempt for for vampires and specifically women who hang out with vampires, not men, yeah. just women <laughs> who hang out with vampires. Yeah, and not to mention that it would be a bit of confusing on the whole side of the law because technically they're dead. No, so they're the not. Is... Not according to the law. They're reanimated. Yeah, but, I mean, they don't fall into the same category as the normal people, basically. So the question would be, do, do the normal laws apply to you? Do, do we have to write new laws spe- specifically for you? What's, what's going on here? I believe that they're just included now in all of the normal laws. That's the idea, because they talk about, later, they talk about being able to skirt the law because the vampire body, vampires will just burn up in the sun and nobody will know you committed a crime. Yeah. Um, so I do appreciate the, just the, the, the struggle for society it would bring, basically. Yeah, I do think that's handled well in the books. Yes. Um, yeah. So, Suki goes to intervene, and she goes and gets her brother's chain out of his truck, which he keeps there in case he needs to have a fight, because that's the kind of person that he is. Especially, um, he's apparently the kind of person who likes to fight with chains. Hmm. Classy. I mean, that just seems to be all of the men, actually, in this book. <laughs> like, yeah. There's... It's not very high that you can aim. Honestly, like, as far as, like, breeding goes, I think Andy is the, like, the best catch in the book. But also, he's a dick. So, no. Yeah. And everyone else is just... I don't know. I don't know. Let's get get through this story. (laughs) Yeah, so, um, she grabs the chain, and I think when she finds Paul, they've already started making a move on him. Yeah, so they've got him tied up in silver chains. Yeah, and she's like, well, get your hands off my vampire, even though it's not mine yet, but definitely aiming for something here. Yes. I mean, she... I, I Honestly, I don't know why she intervened and didn't, like, call on somebody else. Yeah, it's it's not like they would have been able to drain him of blood in 30 seconds, so she would have had time to go... Hey, Sam, could you give me a hand preventing a crime? Yeah, in the car park of your business. <laughs> yes, um, yes. But, no, she's... She's badass, Suki, trying to step in there, and she manages to scare them off. Yeah, so she gives the husband, the male pe- partner of the pair... Uh, a real beating with the chain, and uh, he runs off with the chain, but um, the woman tries to hit Bill and Suki with her with the car. She, like, comes back around and tries to, like, hit them with the car, but they drive off, and Bill and Suki are, like, hiding in the bushes. Yeah. So, Bill offers her um, the blood that they... 
that they'd taken from her from him already to like sell or something and she's like no i don't want it she's like but you could use it and he and she's like no 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 no, not my vibe um which i thought was pretty cool and then he like gets to explain like how much it's worth as far as street value goes i think it's a good way of introducing that um and then oh jesus sorry radio surprise (laughs) yawn um and then they have that conversation of being like he's hungry and you know she's wrapped silver chains around her the silver chains around her neck and her wrists in an attempt to like keep him away from her veins (laughs) (laughs) yes it's just no no, he definitely can't get any blood from me because i protected my neck and my wrists and then he's like Mm, there's a juicy vein in your thigh, and she's like, "Excuse me, I thought you were a gentleman." Yes, there's a lot of strange, uh, or I find a lot of strange, um, and I, I don't, I can't find the word right now for it. But the, like, like between all of the weird shit that happens in between, there's a weird, like, sh- expectation of chivalry. Which yeah, sometimes it's, it's just a southern ooh. gentleman ideal, right? <laughs> yes. I think but, that's that's all it is really. Or at yeah. least supposed to be. He's a real southern gentleman. Apparently. Well. Um yes. So we have Suki going all lovey dovey over Bill. Yeah. Well, I mean not right away. I honestly, I didn't feel the budding romance at all. Like, I didn't understand where that came out of. To me, that came out of real left field. I didn't realize it happened immediately in book one. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a forced, forced romance there. <laughs> you two are in love now. Why? Because I said so. Yeah, it does seem a little bit like that. It's a little bit hard to swallow the romance, but Sure, we're on board now. Um, but okay, I mean, that doesn't happen straight away, straight away. He, the, we get the rat rays come back and attack her, like, a couple nights later as she's leaving the bar. Um, and she's supposed to meet Bill afterwards to talk about, uh, him speaking to her grandmother's, like, uh, old people group about what it was like <laughs> during the Civil War, because he's a Civil War soldier. Yeah, apparently Um, they have have some weird, like, Confederate um, afternoon group. Yeah. The Glory is Dead is the the group. But I think it's it's more of a genealogy history kind of um, thing. That's what it's supposed to be, right? It's... Yeah, just really... Badly chosen name for it. Yeah, the glory is dead. Um, so that so he's supposed to be there to like talk to her about like arranging um, to go see hang out with the old people because that's what she asked for, right? Um, yeah, I mean, because he is one of the old people. Yeah, so he's like from the town from 200 years ago and they're like oh well maybe you can speak to these people about like their grandparents and like what they went through and what their lives were like basically 
Yeah, which, I mean, is a nice idea, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, if you yeah. had that ability, um, which is cool. So, he's supposed to come and see her about that. He doesn't show on time, and so she's like, well, fuck it, all right, we're just going home. And then the rat race kind of, like, find her in the car park and start trying to, like, beat her. And she's like, well, I'll just wait until they get bored and I'll stay here. And then she realizes they're going to try and kill her. So, um... <laughs> yes, that, that that's not going to plan. Which, to be fair, wasn't a good plan to begin with. Yeah, that... and then a dog comes and attempts to fight them off. And, uh, well, she hears growling, and we think it's a dog. And also, Bill starts growling. <laughs> yes, because no matter what kind of vampire book we have, they always got to be able to growl. Well, honestly, I've growled before when I've been really frustrated. <laughs> I think it's kind of natural. Okay. It's when you get a little bit more am- animalistic, you know? Well, I don't know. If you say so. <laughs> oh, look. I grunt when I lift things that are heavy. I will growl if I think somebody's being super annoying. I think maybe you're just too snooty. Mm, maybe. Maybe. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> it's just because you're British. Um, yes. We, we don't tend to growl. <laughs> <laughs> Although I would yeah. like to imagine that just, the queen just growls at the butler when he brings the wrong tea. No, her breeding is far too fine for that. She's got a. You should hang out with a rough and tumble a little bit more. If you want to learn how to growl. Yeah, um. Probably. Uh, right. Yes. Oh. So yes. So he gets saved by Bill. Bill then offers to give her some of his blood in an attempt to stop internal hemorrhaging and fix her broken arm. Because powerful healing tools. That blood. Yeah, which makes you wonder how there isn't already like a deal set up between um, between vampires and, I don't know, the health system? That the vampires could donate blood and they can use the blood to heal people? Oh, because they don't like advertise right about any of their abilities the vampires yeah but you would think that but i mean even in 2001 there was a lot of media and i'm pretty sure if like a few people found out it would have made its its way through people in the and to some kind of reporter who would have made a big story out of it yeah, I feel like that, that's possible that it's, like, rumoured, but nobody would confirm it, and they definitely wouldn't, like, be setting up to talk to doctors. Plus, the American health system? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we never really we never really talk about vampires outside of the US, do we? No, because I don't think they came out in, in any of the other places. They talk about being, like, hunt, like, in later books, they talk about being hunted in other countries and, like, where they can't, can and can't go. Now that they're, like, out of the closet, so to speak. Yeah, which is strange. It makes you wonder about the vampires that surely must still live there undercover. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think maybe the they, I don't know, have refugee vampires. <laughs> and they had to get out of all the other places once they went public. Or 
Uh, I don't know, the U.S. taking refugees? Mm. I feel like the vampire culture is very different, too. Um, yeah, but you have to get them past the... Uh, no, you past don't. The you just human don't. immigration. No, not necessarily. I feel like there are ways around that. The vampires would definitely have ways around that. They're, like, hugely involved in the drug scene. Like, <laughs> everything yeah. about them is a little iffy. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so we have... We have Bill saving Suki. Suki drinking some Bill blood. And now we get to introduce Bill to Suki's grandmother. And we realize that Suki's grandmother is so, like, yes, Suki has a date, that she does not care that Bill is not human. <laughs> yes, she's so desperate for her daughter to get... Uh, for Granddaughter. Her daughter to finally get some action on that. It doesn't matter who's coming through the door, just find somebody. Yeah, I think that probably her grandmother is, like, super worried that she's going to end up all all alone, particularly when she's... She, like, ages out and dies and isn't around anymore. Yeah. I think she's just worried that... Yeah. So, I like, I can see that. She's just excited. Um, yeah. I mean, at, at some point we also have an introduction to Suki's brother, Jason, who is basically just a man-whore, if we're honest. Yeah. Very attractive. And Flat screwing his way everybody the in town. the town. Yeah. I think he's already screwed his way through the town. He's, like, looking for, for round two, three, four, five, and six for quite a few of them. And that's kind of, like, a big part of his character and why I don't think very highly of the men in this town. Um, <laughs> because he's not the only one. And there yeah. does seem to be a lot of discussions about, um, like, the, the women just seem to be used up and spat out in this town, like, a lot. Yeah, that's true. They're usually just the conquest on the side. Yeah, and that makes me a bit sad. Um, yeah, we don't really get a lot of, like, great female characters from from the author. Well... Or at least not yeah. in this one. And no, but, like, I can't help but compare it to the people that I'd met when we were living there and being like, oh yeah, there's a lot of like people that survive having been like road hard and put away wet and then just putting their lives back together again. And those small towns are particularly renowned for, you know, doing anything to keep your lives interesting kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's just, it's fucking weird. I mean, we have the same problem here. We have a huge meth problem. <laughs> Mmm, fun, fun, fun. Yeah. If you live in a city, cocaine is your drug. If you live in the country, then uh, meth is your drug. Okay, I mean, it's good to know, you know, prepping and all. Yeah, just for when you come visit. I'll, I'll bring my own needles. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> I do remember, actually, in Melbourne, going into the... Um, being in the in the huge train station in one of the restrooms and them having a um in a needle disposing container there. They're in every bathroom. They're in every pretty much every public bathroom. 
That's yeah. that's super normal. Yeah. It it gave you a feeling. Yeah, I mean that just gives you a sense of the life that the, the people around here live. Yeah, although pretty anyway, nice diabetics. Yeah, great for that's what it's for. Diabetics. Sure. Definitely. Anyway, um, back to the story yes. and not the sad lives of the people we've encountered. Um <laughs> So, okay, cool. Right. So we have um uh, we we have the whole instance with with Bill and Sugi, and also in the background we have a couple of murders going on in the town. Yeah, so which is not really a common thing in small town peaceful living. No, particularly not back to back, and not like clearly the husband did it kind of murders. <laughs> yes, and it's all I mean so far it's all women, and all of them have been rumored too have sex with vampires. No, very... Well, they... So, two... The two women... Dawn is the first victim, and she yeah. is uh, one of those women that's been road hard, put away wet. She likes rough sex, and um, she's happen, she happens to have, when they find her, she's got a couple of vampire fang marks, and she seems to have gone... in. Or she, they find out later that she's gone into the next biggest town nearby and um gone to the f- to the vampire bar there trying to find somebody that can fit her sexual needs which power to her yeah um and then somebody's come along and murdered her not great um no that's not the end of your day you're looking forward to no not really um and then so dawn works at the at sam's bar and Suki is actually the one who ends up finding her the morning after, um, which is a bit unfortunate. Yeah. <sighs> finding dead people, fun, fun. Yeah. Um. Yes. So. And then she's, I think she's the first one. Who was the second one though? Maud or Maudette? Oh. Yeah. I don't know how to necessarily. Dead. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it necessarily. Um, it's, yeah, Dawn and I can't remember the other chick's name, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think it's Maud, I think you're right. Yeah, and um, she is, again, she's one of those people that barely graduated high school. She can, she, we come across her resume later, and it's like she's, she can barely write. Um, her handwriting is barely legible. Her spelling's not great, um, and she's like, yeah, she, somebody that's kind of been left behind while the world keeps going forward. She's got a job, but she wasn't, like, living in in the best place, and she was also one of those women who was, like, would have sex with anyone because that would make her life interesting. Um, Yeah. So kind of, we, and she she also seems to have ventured off to the um, Fang Fang Fangster Fangtasia uh, Fangtasia. Fangtasia yeah I think it's in uh, Shreveport yeah so um, the the police kind of has their eye on Bill because he's the only vampire around and both of them have vampire marks 
Yeah, uh, except that Bill's like, it wasn't a vampire. Like, what a waste of blood. Why would I strangle all the victims? <laughs> Which you like, very practical, yes. but also, like, really? <laughs> I mean, if I would have killed them, I wouldn't have wasted all the good product here. Yeah. It's always a great excuse, yes. Anyway, but it makes the everybody, like, real suspicious of vampires. Yeah, um, and everyone's suspicious of Bill. Right yeah. up until the other fires arrive. Um, also, I think the police also has their eye on, on Jason because he yeah, slept with both of them. And, to, and did dirty videos. Yes, because why not film people too? Yeah. Anyway, so there is that. Um... Yeah, so I think at some at some point they actually arrest Jason. I don't know if it's after That's the first two later. or later. That's later. Um. So um, we have our meeting of Bill and the descendants of the glorious dead, which is that yes. civil war. Um, and that goes off spectacularly except that because bill and suki are kind of on the outs or like not really dating yet um she goes with her boss sam who's like asked her out on a date now that he's finally realized that you know somebody he might have some competition he here Um, yeah apparently sam has been into her for ages yeah but he hasn't done anything yeah right up until bill comes and then he's like oh no God damn it, there are other men out there. Yes, and look, having reread this, having now ha- knowing the ending of all of the books, I have so many issues with. I have so many issues with the plot, um, just like the choices that she makes. Anyway, that aside. Wah, anyway, cool. We, we have to so, come back to that in, in the end for spoiler, spoiler, spoiler part. Yeah. Uh, yes, so, Descendants of the Glory is dead. Then, um, uh, Sugi goes with Sam. It's kind of a last-minute thing. Um, then they have a fight because she's like, well, why didn't you say anything before now? And he's like, well, I didn't know what was right in front of me. And she's like, yeah, right, whatever. Sorry, mate, let's go. Um, and they, he drops her off and leaves. And she walks into the house and she's like, something's wrong. Something's really wrong. And then she gets into the kitchen and finds that her grandmother has been strangled to death. Yes, which is just, like, like really fucking sad. And it also, I don't know, up to this point, it was, like, the young woman who had sex with vampires. And my immediate thought was, like, oh, my God, what was the nana into? (laughs) Really? Yes. Like, at least for five seconds, I was, like, wait. What did the Nana do when Suki was at work? <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, it's pretty clear that the idea was that they... Fraternized with the enemy, basically. Well, fraternized with the enemy... No, so the idea is that, that whoever murdered her grandmother was expecting to murder Suki, basically. Yeah. Although, to be fair, they would have... Like, they definitely wouldn't have mistaken the grandma for Suki. Like, there was ample of time to back out 
of the murder. Once yeah, but they clearly they worked themselves into a rage at that point, I think. Yeah. So I think any justification <laughs> would have been fine for them at that stage. Yeah. Um, so. We should also talk about the other um, vampires that come to town. Oh, so yes. there are three other vampires that come and visit Bill, and they are not at all subtle. <laughs> No, they're slightly eccentric. More than a little bit eccentric. Um, there is one woman and two men, and they've been living together for the last, like, 50 years. Uh, Bill calls them a nest, um, and they're more than a little bit uh, extravagant. And they clearly make Suki uncomfortable when she comes to talk to Bill about, like, getting contractors over to help him fix the house that he is now inherited because he's the only living <coughs> relative of um, the person who used to own the house who died, which was his great-great-great-great-great-granddaughter or something. Um, yeah, and I mean, yeah. I, I do get the point of him having trouble finding contractors who are willing to work at night and for vampires. Well, I don't think that they're necessarily willing to work at night. The problem that he has that... a I think that he would be calling them and leaving a message and they'd be like, oh, I'm not calling that back. That's clearly a joke. There are no vampires here. <laughs> so, um, Suki calling them, they all know who she is. She calls them and, like, vouches for Bill so that Bill can call them later. Um, There's a super yeah. cool vampire. It needs a lot of handiwork done. Well, yeah, I mean, how good's your plumbing skills? Would you be able to, like, fix a, a broken down house's plumbing? No, I never said that. I would definitely have to get a contractor in. Well, so we do have Bill's weird friends coming to visit. And the term friends is used loosely. Yeah. And also they aren't a big fan of True Blood. They're more of the old let's drink people sort of mentality. Yeah, we also run into another one of um, Suki's classmates who's hanging out with them. She's basically their blood bag. Yeah, which I think is definitely like something a lot of people do. Like a lot of people get very into the whole vampire idea and then happily become living blood bags for them. Yeah, because I mean, apparently the sex is great. Yeah, although I can. Like, I don't really see the correlation there, but we'll just go with it. Yeah. Um, and I think it also gives an indication of, like, the class of women that Suki comes from. Like, the, the school she went to and the lifestyle that she's living is similar, is very similar to a lot of her classmates. And it wasn't that uncommon for her schoolmates not to go on to do uni or anything else like that. So I think it's... She's doing all right in the grand scheme of things, even if she's not a university graduate. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's always, it's, it's something I understand better now, but it used to confuse the hell out of me, because over here, it's, most people did, did an apprenticeship. Like, I don't know anyone who went to uni. I don't have any friends that went to uni. Like it's not a, it's not a standard. Hey, I went to uni. 
yes, but I mean actually from here. Um, like it's it's not an expected thing, and it's not a. I mean, it's a normal thing, but it's not something that parents would like push on their kids. Like you have to go to uni to make something out of yourself, and you have to get a degree. Most people would just do an apprenticeship, and then yeah. So the the whole the the way uni is treated in other countries, especially the U.S., was quite confusing at the beginning. Yeah, well, I thought you, then you would probably feel for her a little more. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's the same here. You finish year 11 and 12 and you're expected to do something. So we have, like, apprenticeships and trade school and stuff that you can do. Or you can go into uni. Or you can go into the workforce. And I don't think it's... I mean, there was an expectation of going to uni from kind of my schools because I went to pretty fancy schools. But it's not generally accepted that that was the only thing to do. And I was the dumbest at my school. So there was a <laughs> fair expectation that, that I would I would end up in, in trade school not and not make the cut for going to uni. But I got there in the end. So, you know. It wasn't, like, necessarily the expectation, but it was quite a common pathway. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. All right, back in. So, we have these, yeah. Uh, we meet these three vampires. They're a bit much for Suki. Suki is super conservative. All right, moving on. So, we leave. Oh, no, wait. Bill declares to them that she's mine, and if they touch her, he's going to, like, kill them. Woo! We get that. So, Bill clearly has some real feels. <laughs> he has some real feels. Yes, and we get, um, I mean, we, we get the slight explanation. I think that... Basically, every vampire gets, like, to choose one companion, and if they do, then they're kind of off-limits to everyone else. Yeah. Well, I think one or two. You're allowed a couple, but not, like, yeah. a lot, a lot. I mean, you can't say, the whole town is mine, go. No, that's too many. Um, radio. So... Is it after that that Suki get Suki tries to get Bill to take her to Fangster because she thinks the local um, police department isn't going to follow up with any of the bigger vampires, like any of the vampire bars in the other town, because it's in Shreveport, right? Yeah. So yeah, I think um um after after Jason is suspected by the police and arrested. Suki is like, no, oh, he's not arrested yet. He's just the prime suspect. He's not arrested until the end. Ah, okay. Yeah, but I mean, the, the goal in going to a vampire bar was to find the real Yeah, the real to killer. see if they'd seen, seen who that they had been with. Anyway. Yeah. Which would be much easier if she could hear the thoughts of vampires, because then she could just listen around trying to find that, but... Yeah, well. But speaking of, she does actually get to hear some vampire's thoughts, right? Yeah, it's a bit confusing. Yeah. Um, maybe it has to happen at the exact same time that they have a heartbeat. Who knows? <laughs> um, so they go to the club. She meets the owner of Fantasia. Fan yeah, Fanta Fantasia. And uh, Eric Northman, who's played by Alexander Skarsgård. 
And anybody who hasn't seen that opening scene, I would recommend. Just that one. It is, it is so fucking cringy, and it's great. I love it. Oh, speaking of, offline, we have to talk about some excellent, terrible TV shows. Um, yes, we do. Okay, um, cool. So, that, uh, that, 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 she meets Eric and his right-hand Pam. Um, his right-hand yes. Pam? His right-hand vampire Pam. <laughs> his right-hand and, man Pam. Um, and Eric is um, he's the sheriff, right? So we do have some, some sort of hierarchy in the vampire community system. Uh, do, we, do we find that out in this book? I thought he was just like a big deal because he was old in this book. I don't remember if we find it out here or later. I think it's later because we don't find out that about Bill's role until the end of the book. Oh, okay. Well, sorry for the spoilers then. Yeah. Uh, look, I finished the book two hours ago, so... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I trust you on your <laughs> accuracy of this book. Um, okay, so Eric... Super old, like, what, a thousand years or something? Yeah, he's a Viking. Yes, which is just fucking awesome. Yes, which, again, that scene. Anyway, I mean, I haven't seen that scene in, what, seven years? Whenever it came out, whenever it first aired, that's when I saw it. But uh, I still it enjoy stuck it. With you. It did stick with me. And I have a real appreciation for terrible rom-com romance <laughs> things. Anyway, moving on. So we're in the bar, and we are talking to all the staff, and we find out basically that the girls had been there, and they were semi-regulars, but they hadn't left with any anyone interesting, right? Yes. Um, which is cool. And then her brother had not been there. Nor her, as the main suspect, he had never been to one of the vampire bars. Yeah. Cool. So and we... I think... Um, and it was... Uh, I think Eric is, like, agreeing to help them, but in turn he wants Suki to help him, right? Uh, so that happens a little bit later. So, ah, okay. so she out accidentally outs herself as a telepath because um, she... Overhears that there is an undercover cop in the bathroom, and the undercover cop has come across a vampire and a human being uh, having a sip in the bathrooms, which is not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to take that to your own private locations, which I guess is kind of like rules for clubs anyway. You don't do it in the bathroom stall, or at least you're not supposed to. Um, yeah. Yeah, cool. So they like drop the signal and all of the vampire, all the, like, hierarchy of vampires, the top vampires, disappear off into the night. Um, so that's Eric, Pam, um, Long Shadow, who's another one of the vampires, and Bill and Suki. They all just kind of, like, disappear. But we get a quick moment where uh, Eric goes how do you know this information? And Suki, like, pipes up, and she goes, it's me, and, like, taps her head, and then that's it. Yeah, because why why not be careful with that sort of information? Yeah. Anyway, it comes back to bite her in the ass. We know it. Yes. <sighs> cool. So, da 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 Anyway, and also Eric thinks she's sexy. Um, 
Yes, because she's the female protagonist, so all the guys want a piece of her. Honestly, I really enjoy her interactions with Eric, particularly in the beginning, where he's, like, super crass, and she's, like, real Southern Belle about it. <laughs> oh, it entertains me so. Yes. Um, like, the flower scene at the end? We'll go on. Anyway, I'll get to it. I have things to say. Uh, okay. Cool. So, she gets there, she finds out that none of them have... Uh, the girls have been there, but her brother hasn't, and she can't really do anything with that information, but she does kind of get a little bit tripped out by the whole shebang, and she kind of, like, leaves Bill in the lurch a little bit. We have the grandmother's funeral, and literally the whole town comes out to her funeral, like, say goodbye. Um, And then we get her brother being really mad at her because the... Her grandmother leaves just her the house, and her brother is fucking pissed off about it. And he, like, slaps her, and she, and, like, leaves this huge bruise across her face. Um, And everybody's, like, trying not to stare, but they kind of all know that he did it, and the fact that he hit her doesn't, like, bode well for him in this circumstance, that he was quite violent, because these girls have died quite violently, right? Yeah. And, I mean, he he hasn't been living in the house for ages. Yeah. Having his own place, so it's... A bit he lives in their parents' house, of which she half owns, right? Yeah. Um, but, so, so it turns out that the grandmother had been like, well, Suki gets the house if she gives up her parents' house, basically, to Jason. Yeah. So, so they have one house each. Which makes perfect sense to me, and, you know, in the grand scheme of things like, works out, because one has a house, like, yeah, anyway. So, basically, he was being a dick and angry, and he didn't know, like, he had a lot of grief and didn't quite know how to handle it, but his way to deal with that really put him on the outs with the cops, because the cops were there. Yes. Um, not great. Um, not a great look for him. We, we also have that, um, I'm not sure where in the book it, it comes into play. But we have that chapter where Suki is talking about her funny uncle. Oh, yeah, Uncle Barnett or something. Yeah. She mentions it to you, Bill. Yes. Um, she has... Ooh, I, th- I think at the beginning, Bill was like thought that maybe Jason um, had... Because I think it was after, the, after that incident with Jason that Bill was like, well... Has he been violent to you before? Yeah, so I'll show you yours if you show me mine. And she goes, no, it wasn't Jason. And he goes, okay, so who was it? And she was like, well, I had a funny uncle. Um, that funny uncle proceeds to die. She, he has hit, Bill has him murdered. And she is like, you can't keep doing this. Like, you can't protect me like this. You have to, like, I have disagreements with people. You can't just go around killing them when you think. And they're on the outs again. Because that's just how this whole book is. Right? Bill will do something that's normal in his culture, and she's like, no, 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 no. And they don't have a discussion about boundaries. But, yeah. you know. I mean, that, that whole scene where they talk about it, just, it, it really bothers me that, I mean, she's clearly traumatized by being molested as a child. And he mm-hmm. doesn't stop asking and pushing for the answers. And you're like, she, she has a fucking trauma. Just shut the fuck up and leave her be. It's, yeah. Yeah, um, the, if she wants to tell you if she's comfortable 
Yeah. And then the way he deals with it, like, clearly that was going to bring up issues. Yeah. Anyway. She's not a vampire. You need to, like, get a handle on that if you're mainstreaming, Bill. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So, yes, we have an uncle dying. Mm. Yes, and uh, he leaves everything to Jason. And except for he gives her 200000 no, $20,000, which she, like, immediately, she doesn't want it. She doesn't want anything from him. She immediately gives it to, like, a, a child molestation fund or something. Yeah, and I think we even have, I mean, it's it's Jason coming over, right, telling them that, that the uncle is dead. Mm. And and we have that really weird scene. I, I don't know the, the exact quotes anymore, but basically she's like, I hope he suffers in hell for it. And he's like, well, what, what the hell's wrong with you? And she's like, well, he's, he's never been horrible to you. Yeah, and, and he's like, like, yeah, and there's no evidence. And she's like, it wasn't just me. He also did it to Aunt Linda. And Jason's like, what? And she was, and yeah, anyway, there's just, there's a lot of, Jason yeah. And at some point we have the fucking quote from Jason where he goes, God, Suki, get over it, you know, it's been so long, and it's just, what the fuck? Which, I, there's, he suffers a lot of trauma over the next 13 books, and I hope that he can treat everyone better. Yes, it's, it's a bit of karma coming back here. Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> Moving along. So, what are we up to? Cool. We have the funeral. Um, um, and then... There's a... There's, what else What else happens? There's, there's that weird scene that also comes into play where... Where Bill comes out of the ground. And they have some really oh. weird... Grimy sex. Okay, yeah, so, um, her grandmother is dead, and she's, like, packing up the house, and they have sex for the first time because he, like, comes over and she's, like, depressed, and I don't under- No, he brushes her hair because she's really sad, and then they go on to have sex, which I don't- I didn't make the leap the first time that I read this. I still don't make the leap to that. Anyway, and from then on, they're basically having sex on the reg. Um... She, like, goes over to see him after one of the fights with Jason uh, about Uncle Barnett, um, and she, uh, she's like, you can't do that, it's like dating the Godfather, and then they proceed to have sex outside <laughs> on, while he's covered in dirt. Anyway. Yes. Whatever. It's grimy and germy and not okay. Cool. Um, we get a couple more instances of Bill being a good citizen. Oh, wait. We have the vampire nest gets burnt down. So, when Suki's at work, she starts, like, hearing... She starts listening to everybody's thoughts, trying to... She's trying to block them out, really, but there's this, like, deep, growing sense of, like, real anger with the vampires that Bill had at, over at his house the other day. Because they are rocking up to all of the bars and being super flamboyant. And one of the girls, the, the only female vampire, barely wears any clothes. And she is like, this is a conservative region. And she is just 
not their cup of tea. They're not trying to mainstream at all. They're not, they're really like ruining their progress for Bill. And the whole basically a mob builds up in the bar, and then they end up burning down the vampire nest. Yeah, but just I mean, it's always great when they get the pitchforks and the yeah, the torches. Just out. gives you a true sense of what that town is like. Yes, great citizens. Um, and I mean, it, it continues being really like the whole town continues to be really. Um, not trusting in Bill. Like, we have a scene where Arlene wants to wants to bring her kids over to Suki's to ba- for babysitting. To get free babysitting, yeah. Yeah, and basically Bill's going to be there for the night, and then Arlene's like, well, I can't leave my kids here now. Yeah. Um, but they kind of get over that. Um, I think there's like a month or so where everybody just kind of gets over that... Um, after the vampire nest gets burnt down and you realize that Bill's not the bad guy or something. And, um, yeah, so everybody kind of just, like, apologizes to Suki, and she does end up babysitting Arlene's kids and um, Arlene's second husband, but also her current date, uh, like, drops the kids over, and the kids and... The kids end up staying with Suki for a couple of hours, and Bill comes over for a bit uh, and talks to the kids, and, you know, he's really good with kids, and and she's, like, thinking about how that they wouldn't ever be able to have kids, and it'd be an interesting future. Then Ren Ren picks them up, and uh, he and Arlene come and pick the kids up, and then we get uh, Bubba coming up through the woods. So, basically, Bill has gotten Suki a bodyguard to to stand outside in the woods at night because he's worried about her safety. Because he's about to go out of town for a bit. Yeah, which, I mean, isn't slightly overstepping boundaries at all. No, they didn't have a discussion about it at all. And again, this conversation about, like, consent. Um, Yes, yes. Anyway, open and honest communication guide. It's key. (laughs) But apparently it doesn't make for good stories. Yes, no. God, no. Um, Anyway, so, that moving on. Bill then has to leave town for a bit, um, because he's gonna try and find a way that he can get some more power to get Eric to back off trying to, like, do so oh shit sorry i should have mentioned we should have mentioned when they go back to the bar yeah so eric so, okay calls Bill and is like bring her girlfriend over i need a favor <laughs> yeah not not even like that he he just demands it because bill is his like junior um <laughs> he's underling he's underling so they so they get summoned to the bar and basically they have to interrogate all of the humans um, about who stole $70,000? Yeah, which was peanuts, basically. It's peanuts to the vampires, so everybody's like, it clearly must be a human. Like, why would you, why would it not be? Um, and we get, um, a scene, the, we get the scene where, um, Suki is, like, everybody's, er, uh, Eric's asking the questions, and Suki's, like, reading 
in the brain of the human being like, oh, yes, this is like, this, he's not telling the truth, he's not telling the truth, you need to ask questions in this direction, blah, da 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 And then she basically, she's like super calm for the whole thing, actually. She handles it really well. Like, this is where she is the most, like, in control of who yeah. she is. And I think the most confident is when they're doing this in this particular scene. And I think it's a good, good indication of who, who she actually becomes at the end of this whole ordeal. She could have been so a private investigator. Yeah, right? Or a cop? Anyway. Um, if her life had been a little bit different, I guess. If, that, if she had... If society wasn't the way it was. Anyway, moving on. So, yes, they have this interview process and, and um, basically come to the conclusion that our friend Longfang from... who's the bartender at Fangster is basically stealing from Eric and... Then he goes to attack Suki, and uh, he bites her arm, and Eric what, decapitates him, smashes his head in or something? Yeah, I think it decapitates um, him. And uh, all the blood goes in Suki's mouth, and it's kind of, like, well, disgusting. And everybody's like, ooh, we'll see what happens. We don't know what's going to happen now. And you're like, great, excellent, <laughs> really enjoying this. Um, yeah, so then she goes back to work and everybody starts noticing how different she is and how she's, like, super preppy and she doesn't have to, like, work as hard to keep her mental shields in place to protect her from other people's thoughts and, like, her hair is super blonde and everything's <laughs> yeah, like, which makes what no is fucking going sense. on? <laughs> well, I think it's just, like, you know, it did just got, like, brighter and shinier and healthier looking, and everybody's like, okay. I think she, she herself being she looks like advertising a new vitamin supplement or something. <laughs> like, that is kind of one of the reasons why Bill decides he needs to go into power and some sway over um... And Suki's like, I need less vampires in my life. <laughs> She's like, fair, fair enough. Um, but, but they understand that Eric's not, not that he knows who or what she is now. Yeah, Bill's off to go and do things and spot her a bodyguard and everybody thinks it's super romantic. Um, and and, uh, uh, yeah, then we have Jason gets arrested, right? Yes. Jason gets arrested. Because, I mean, it is, it is a, it is a logical step seeing how he slept with both of the first victims and the third one was his grandma. He does yeah, have a connection. Yeah, but he also, yeah, the... And starts, like, screaming and basically calls the police because she thinks it's his blood. And she, like, um, endeavors to, like, try and take care of him and all those kind of things. And then 
the police effectively come and arrest him because he's covered in the blood of the newest murder victim, which is Amy. Something. She she she's victim, right? That's why. Yeah. So she's yeah. And somebody had like left him out in outside of Sam's bar because. They heavily suspected that somebody would find him and covered in blood and just call the police. <laughs> yeah, I think then we also have um, have um, Suki taking a stray dog home with her. Yeah, she picks up a stray dog at the bar as well. It's like hanging out in the dumpster, and she mentions that um, they get stray dogs there all the time, <laughs> and frequently people are just like she's. Very sure that people are just dumping them there. Yes, and of course she just takes them home, which ends up great because she's well, not waking okay, up next so to her, a stray dog. Yeah, she okay. Her cat also gets murdered. Somebody's like attempt to intimidate. Um, yeah, which is why I think they think like somebody's gonna come back for her because her cat also gets murdered. So I think she's just missing her cat, and that's why she she is prepared to adopt a stray dog. Which turns out to not be a stray dog. No, because when she wakes up, it's actually her boss, Sam, naked next to her. Yeah, turns out he's a... Shapeshifter. Shapeshifter. And she was like, I thought you could only shapeshift into wolves. And he's like, no, I can shapeshift into anything I want. You're like, yeah, uh, just, just... I mean, I do really like that aspect more than the idea of, like, werewolves. Just the thought well, I mean, that... Shapeshifting into any animal, that's that's a lot cooler. Yeah, and but I think in the later books we come back to the fact that um like werewolves are a specific type of shifter and Sam yeah. is super rare because he can shift into a lot of things. But uh he has this discussion with Suki where he's like, Well you're super cool with like Bill. I thought you'd be super cool with all the supernatural. She was like, It was a virus and he's like, No, it's not a virus and she's like so he's actually dead? And he's like, yeah. And so she has to, like, go and have a vomit. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was really well done, that scene. Um, yeah. Yeah, so she then she kicks out Sam. He's like, yeah, no, you don't get to stay here. I have a bodyguard in the, wall, in the woods who likes to eat pets. <laughs> he doesn't like to eat humans. He likes to eat animals. He's crazy. And he's like, ooh, okay, I will leave then. Yeah, um, plus, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Bill left some instructions regarding naked men in Suki's bed. Yeah. yeah. More than a little bit. Or at least it would be heavily implied that Bubba was supposed to do something. Yes, I would think so. Um, yeah. Okay. So, we have the Sam reveal. And, um... Then, I think next it's pretty much Suki finding out who the real murderer is, right? Yeah, because they come to murder her. <laughs> yes. I mean, it is. it does have its um, upsides when you can listen to the thoughts of the people who are trying to murder you. Yeah, but she's still like a small woman who gets attacked by a large man. Yeah. I can't remember. Was it inside or outside? Because I, I can't remember Bubba oh, being she, any help there. She, like, finds Bubba who's, like, been drugged. And ah. she's, like, something something's off about 
mm, I don't know, the space, or she can, like, feel an angry ball, like, out there in the distance. So she starts, like, collecting... Oh, I think she realizes the phone line is cut or something as well. Yes, and then, Yeah. Super exciting. Um, and then they... So she's like, okay, I'm gonna go to Bill's house. I have Bill's spare key. And she, like, goes to, like, do all these things. Like, prep. She gets a torch. She gets, like, her keys and all these kind of things. You know, her phone line's cut. She, like, goes to get the shotgun and realizes somebody's taken the shotgun from her house. So somebody who has... So the the murderer is somebody who's been in and through her house. Yes, and also it has to be a, a human, because Bill is the only vampire who's been invited in, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, so she, like, makes a break for Bill's house, which is across the graveyard. <laughs> yes, always a great route to take. Um... And, yeah, in the graveyard she gets attacked, right? Yeah, and it turns out to be Ren, uh, who is somebody she's known for years and who's, like, Arlene's boyfriend, whose kids she was babysitting, like... Yeah. And it, it comes out of left field. Like, I don't think we ever get a hint. No, no, really. is has anger issues or problems with vampires necessarily? No, not really. I mean, uh, Arlene hints at it. She has one comment about, like, how Ren was, like, really good about meeting um, Bubba because, like, they bump into each other and, like, um, he was, like, really calm about it because he's not really a vampire kind of person. And he, he got really mad at his sister Cindy for, like, dating a vampire and... Yeah. So there's, that's that's literally it, and that's one comment from Arlene, like most of the way through the book. Yeah. So that that was a surprise reveal. I I kind of like that that I wasn't. Yeah. Because in a lot of those mystery stories, you already know who it is halfway through. I feel like so. Yeah, I did. She, she did a good job of like laying enough of the groundwork that you believe it when you find out who it is, but also that you don't know who it is um, before the reveal happens. Yeah. So, a fight ensues. Yeah. He's like, he has um, something to strangle her with, and he's like a big dude, and he knocks her down onto the ground. She's like trying to run away from him, but also like she can see what's going on in his head, and it's like a bit distracting. Um... And confusing for her, and, like, he keeps his anger in this, like, weird pocket inside of his mind. That's why she never, like, felt that rage around him before. And she realized that he'd also murdered his sister. Yeah. And then had sex with her corpse. Yeah, just, it's really fucked up. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then she realizes that he's still wearing his work uniform. And so she grabs his, like knife that uh, is attached to his work belt and and guts him with it and then uh, runs, flees to Bill's house, makes it in the door, presses 911 and then is like, pa- passes out basically. Um, yes, which was very convenient timing. Yeah, and uh, we get her in the hospital 
and the police officers are there, and they're like, oh, yes, like, we know what happened, you know, we know who it is, because they, like, they find him in the graveyard still being, like, a <laughs> massive ball of hate and telling the investigators that it's her goddamn fault that she wouldn't die and she's such a fighter and it must be in the genes because, you know, her her grandmother was such a fighter as well and, like... <laughs> Just fucking stupid. Yeah. It's it's bad guy revealing its his plans, basically. It's it's the same. So. Yeah, and I think well, yes and no. I just think it was a good way to like handle what was going on without having to like drag through a court case or anything to just have him admit. Yeah. Well, uh, and we have Bill at the hospital, right? Yeah. Telling Telling Suki that he's that he's got a promotion, basically. Yeah, so he's now going to be the investigator for the area, which will give him some power over, or like power separate from Eric. Yeah, uh, but I mean he's still technically under Eric, so. Yeah, but Eric shouldn't be able to interfere with his love, his personal life, and his love life. Yeah, because that's gonna work out. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and that's basically the end of the story. Basically being like, our life will go back to normal now. And you're like, hmm, will it though? Will it? Yeah, and we're all lovey-dovey. Or at least I found that the ending definitely was... Bill, it's okay. Yeah. yeah, it was a bit interesting. I like that the flowers... So Eric sends her flowers and the flower looks like a vulva. And I think that that's... <laughs> Fucking Eric's flower choices. Yes, I feel like it's just super on point, you know? I mean, yeah, he, he knows how to send a flower arrangement. Yes, he does. But, um, yes, yeah, so what, what did you, um, what did you meant earlier about the, um, strange choices throughout the books? Ugh! So, right, so she's so anti-Sam in this book. Okay, this is spoilers, right? So, sorry, just, like, skip ahead for a bit because, like, I just have to deal with this. So she's so, like, anti-Sam here, but and they're so, like, not a thing right up until the very far last fucking book where all of a sudden Sam's about to die, she, like, saves his life, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to date now instead, where she, like, has been dating Eric for, like, eight books at that point. And she couldn't use her weird mystery wish to come up with a way to, like, figure the rest of this shit out. No, she has to use her weird mystery wish to save Sam's life and then go on and have kids. Like, the fuck? Uh, yes. I mean, I, I didn't read all of the books, but I did, um, like, I d did spoiler myself for the, for the rest of the series, just out of curiosity. Mm. And I thought the TV show went over the top with some of the crazy shit. But no, no, it's in the books too. Yeah, the whole fairy thing. <laughs> yes, that was, oh God, it just seemed like she had planned out most of the story, but then she hadn't really thought much about Suki, and then she just went like, oh yeah, fairies. I don't know, that was such a left field thing in general. And then you got like the episode about those gods that come to town. Anyway, it just, it's, Oof, it's a lot. 
Yeah. And the last season wasn't great. Just killing off some main characters for sport. Yeah, I have issues with books that go on, the series that go on too long and spread themselves out too far. Like, I am... I have read so many of the Stephanie Plum books, but they are exactly the same and I enjoy them a lot. There's no extra weird shit that comes in. I've read, like, 20 of the 300 million (laughs) of those books. And they're like... It's a murder mystery book, and our protagonist is a dumb fuck. Brilliant. (laughs) This book is like, I don't know, just, the series, just, there's too many things start happening, and it becomes, your suspension of disbelief goes from, like, a little bit with realistic characters to being like, okay, there is too many things going on, and too many problems, and that's why, like, I think the choosing of Sam was trying to bring her story back into the real world where it would be normal, where that just can't be the case. And, like, I've read stories before where, like, there's no going back to being normal at the end of the series, and the character effectively has to die. That's ha- that that's where that ends up, ends up leading. They don't get to go any further. And so the way that they she tries to, like, bring Suki back into the normal real-life world so she can have a normal life just... It did not... It was not realistic. Like, she had made so many enemies in the vampire world, she was never going to go back to living in Bon Temp as as a waitress or the part owner of a fucking bar. Like, Yeah, and I mean, and, and the TV show was handled really strange too. I mean, there she doesn't end up with Sam, she just ends up with a never mentioned or really shown human guy. Just a random fucker. And has, like, the family and all of that. And after all the shit that happens to her and with her storyline, I would have thought it should be perfectly okay for them to just go, yeah, she ended up with a vampire and never had kids. Oh, no. Or, like, they adopted or something. but Or, like, they did surrogacy, whatever the alternative is. Like, there's so much science out there. Um, yeah, but the idea that, no, 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 she has to go back to her own kind and needs to procreate. Yeah, and you're like, okay, okay. Yeah, it um, just didn't feel like it fit. It didn't seem to fit in, in the written story either, and, like, uh, I don't know why you would... They, yeah, there was just that she'd done too many things, met too many people, created too many enemies was too good a tool for other people to, to to not keep using. There's no out for her. And not in a way that she also keep, gets to keep Pam as a friend. Like, just... Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. That. <sighs> was a lot. You know? It's a lot. Yes. Yes, a little bit. But, I mean, overall, it's not a bad read. Yeah, it's really easy to read. It was it was pretty fun. Pretty fine. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. That's the thing that was. It was perfectly fine. It, like, I don't know. I, I had a lot of irritation in the story from, like, things that I know were going to happen in the future. And, like, I like Eric as a character more than I've, like, like any of the other characters that she ends up with in these books. So I, like, enjoyed that. Yeah. 
kind of thing. Oh well. But go out and read the book or the whole series if you feel like it. Yeah, or don't. <laughs> or just find some better books to read. Yeah, uh, look, like uh, like the book we're going to read next week, which is Mistborn by Brandon Sanderson. Yay. Yeah. So this is one you haven't read before, so this will be brand new for you. Yes, which will be interesting. Will indeed. Yes. So thanks everybody who listened again this week, or maybe for the first time, so do come back next week. And yeah, you'll find us on any of the podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, you take your pick. Um, follow yeah, us on Instagram or um, Facebook. Yeah, send us an email at tereadlightlypod at gmail.com or uh, comment in one of our YouTube videos. If you could also rate and review us on iTunes, that'll help. So, yeah. We'll see you all next week.